So, hi, this is Ivanya Easley with the Closet Chronicles. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. And of course, this is our podcast where we delve a little deeper into the business side of fashion from retail, tech, e-commerce, and entrepreneurship. And so today we have a special guest and she is going to share her story and her journey and give a few tips if you're an inspiring designer. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Vanya. This is Kahindo Matene. I'm the founder and designer of my namesake brand, which is a luxury, sustainable women's wear brand inspired by my Congolese heritage and African upbringing and made for the modern adventurous women. I love it. I love it. So, of course, tell us, how did you get started? Did you always want to be a designer, always love fashion? Tell us the yeah. background story. Absolutely. So I um, I actually didn't always want to be a designer. I didn't even think that um, being a fashion designer was a legit um, profession. Girl, that you know, part. I didn't either. Okay? <laughs> I didn't think fashion was a real job until much later in life. Exactly. And, you know, growing up, I was born and raised in Africa and we used to get our clothes made, you know, by like local tailors. So I just thought, you know, that's what it was. And it wasn't like an actual profession, but I always loved fashion. It was, you know, surrounded by it. Even my late mother back in the 70s used to wear these bold, bright African prints, but in like, um, you know, in a modern way. So it was always around me. And um, and I remember I had, you know, my first degree was international business and economics. And it wasn't. Until, I love it. So smart. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't and like later in life. I decided um, to just pursue it. And I was like, how do I even start? And I was like, start from the beginning. So I went back to school, got another degree in fashion design. And literally after I graduated, started my brand without really no experience, but it was amazing because I'd always had um, the background of designing my own clothes, taking it to the tailor and having it made. Um, But I wanted to know everything about the fashion industry. So I went back to school, you know, and got my fashion design degree. And that's where I learned how to sew and everything. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I know you said your line is for women. And so when you did create it and make it, how did you go about the process of like selling it and even manufacturing and sourcing fabric? And since you didn't know anything to begin with, did you get mentors outside of school or like, how did you get started with the actionable steps, so to speak? Yeah, that's a great question. So a couple of things. One, I did intern. Um, I remember I was based in Chicago and I interned with a designer there who used like upholstery fabric, but she used it for like coats and jackets. So I think, Uh you know, that um, along with like my love for African prints Mm -hmm. was kind of my inspiration for um, designing. Now I design my own textiles, but I also got um, accepted into the Chicago Fashion Incubator in 2012 at Macy's. So that really gave me all of the tools that I needed that they don't teach in school. So I learned how to source fabrics. I learned how to price my product for retail, for wholesale. I learned um, just the business side of fashion. Yes, which is really important. It's extremely important. Yeah. Yeah, I stress that all the time. I feel like you can't really work as a creative 
because the creative is only like probably 20% and 80% is the business. If you don't know how to handle the business, it's going to be hard to stay in business. And I feel like so many people who get into when you think about fashion and creativity is they're getting in it for the fashion and creativity, but it's like, okay, but do you know how to market? Do you know how to resource? Do you know the financials? Like all of it is, you know, business. Exactly. And that's what they don't teach. And I wish they taught, you know, in fashion design school, you know, I mean, if you want to be an entrepreneur and have your own fashion brand, you need to know the business of fashion. I mean, alternatively, you can just work, you know, as a fashion designer for another brand and stuff like that. So, but even that, you know, like now, um, I hire like contractors and yeah. technical designers, but I know what to do and how yeah. to, you know, to teach them and um, to even look over their work because I have that background. Exactly. So it's extremely important. But like you said, you know, people think it's so glamorous, you know, being a fashion designer, but I'm sitting behind my desk, behind my computer, you know, like 85% of the time, you yeah. know, sourcing fabric yeah. um designing the collection which is not as glamorous it's like on an excel spreadsheet yes. <laughs> you know figuring out shipping i'm a logistics person i'm a marketer yeah. you know and now i'm growing my team so i'm a leader and you know yes. so it, it's the business of fashion is extremely important if you want to succeed in this crazy fashion industry Exactly. On top of the fact, you don't even just sell to customers and consumers, you sell to retailers. So that's a whole nother um, component. Exactly. And for me, you know, um, 20, I think when right after the pandemic, one of my largest retailers, Rent the Runway, picked up my brand and it was amazing but it was also stressful because you know I used to sell like one piece here one piece there and now I was selling 500 pieces so that is a whole different ball game you know just learning you know just first of all you have to buy bulk fabric to create 500 pieces then you have to find a manufacturer and I work with um, small artisans and factories and workshops in Africa. So that was um, quite (laughs) challenging, just having them create such bulk pieces and quality control and doing all of that while I'm here. So it's, it's been a learning curve, but um, you know, we've shipped several, um, you know, orders to rent the runway and we're getting more orders from larger retailers. So it's been amazing, but challenging. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. And congrats. And when you first, when we first met and you told me that, I thought that was so amazing because I don't shop as a person. I shop a lot with women down, black owned, and smaller lines. And none of them have gotten to that level where they're selling to somebody as major as that. So I just thought that was so cool. I mean, now they are starting to. Like, I'm, I've got friends now inking deals with Home Goods, TJX. Stitch fix all of the things, but you were the first that I know to do it pre pandemic. Because I know a lot of times um, after the pandemic, a lot of these bigger stores did want to support more. So they were starting to look for us a little bit more. But I... what do you feel like is the biggest myth about being a fashion designer or shoot? Did we just discuss that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's really, um, Yeah, we discussed it, you know, like being a fashion designer and having your own fashion brand, you know, designing is literally 
you know, like five to 10% of yeah. the time. The rest of the time is just running your own business. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think, you know, like shows um, like Project Runway, which I was a yeah. part of back in yes. 2013, yeah. um, make it seem as if it's it's like so easy to to get to, you know, to become a successful brand. Yeah. And it's not, you know, they only highlight like, the few you know that have made it but they make it seem as oh my god it's super easy but yeah. there's so much that goes into it and it takes time and yeah. I've been in this business over 10 years and just the last couple of years is when I'm really starting to see success you know yes. in my business so um so I would say that's another myth that needs to you know people need to talk about that it's not easy it takes time and you have to be patient and work yeah. hard and just also just keep evolving. Yeah. Like my brand today is completely different than yeah. 10 years ago. You yeah. know, it's, I'm listening to my customer. I'm really listening to them and evolving with the times without yeah. being too trendy, you know? Yes, yes. Totally agree with that for sure. What do you think is the most important lesson you've learned to date so far? Oh, that's that's a tough one. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm very like spiritual. I believe in God. And I think I've learned yes. that, um, you know, you have to, you know, be faithful and trust in God's plan. Yes. And when one door closes, yes. you know, another one and a better one will open. And I've really yes. had to lean in on my faith and even it, and it started, you know, in 2013 when I was eliminated from Project Runway, and I was devastated, you know. And I was like, yeah. okay, I, there's a there's a reason to this. Um, to yes. just yesterday when I was denied, you know, f for a grant that I applied for. So you just have to yeah. keep going, be faithful, and know yeah. that your hard work is going to pay off because mine is finally paying off, like today. I love that and totally agree. Um, I think that is the part, especially now with social media, where everything looks like it's happening overnight or mm -hmm. everybody looks successful. And that's just not the reality. But to stay focused, I think being an entrepreneur is an exercise in faith because I think my faith. Uh, started, it was like mustard seed. So. Um, just knowing that God always works it out and that everything always works out as it should, how it's supposed to and what's for you will always be for you. And, you know, just knowing yeah. that and pushing through to just keep doing and God's plan and doing what works for you and seeing the results. So I exactly. love Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. God's plan is better than your plan for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And just trusting um, that it'll work it out. It, he'll work it out like it's supposed to be. Exactly. What do you feel like as advice that you would give to someone who says, hey, you know, I love fashion. They always start with that. I love fashion. <laughs> I want to be a fashion designer and own a boutique. It's a, it's funny because when I hear that now, I always look at them like, oh, you're so naive and sweet. <laughs> Like, like, was I like that in the beginning? I love fashion. I know fashion is my passion. Yes, you know? girl, the rhymes. Okay. 
Yeah, I would say, and you know, for me, it's I'm always learning. Like I crave, and that like motivates me. Yes. So, um, so I'm always trying to better myself, trying yeah. to better my product, but also like educate myself. Yes. You know. So, um, and I like I only did one internship, but maybe I should have done more internships. Yeah. But maybe I shouldn't because I might have been scared to yeah. learn what it takes to really run a fashion brand. Brand. Yeah. Um, but I would say really educate yourself as much yeah. as possible. You know, if it's interning for another fashion brand, if it's working retail, which I did, yeah. if it's, you know, trying to enter an incubator like the yeah. one I did to teach you and be alongside other brands and other yeah. designers, just constantly try to gain the knowledge yeah. of this industry. That would be my my one advice. Yeah, I totally agree. I always be like, you don't have to necessarily go to college to be an entrepreneur or be in fashion because a lot of it is definitely the experience, but you need an education. And exactly. getting a degree and an education is not necessarily the same thing. I have two degrees, but I'm constantly getting educated because I'm constantly learning, growing, evolving, and investing in myself and my business to be better. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Now, what would you... um? What are like three either books or movies or podcasts that you would recommend for somebody wanting to get started in the fashion industry? Oh, that's that's a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of it's a podcast, um, but I think it started off just as a site and it's called um, Business of Fashion. You know, so um, and they have a lot of webinars, especially during the pandemic. They had a lot of just webinars um, and things that just, you know, talking to either fashion brands, yeah. publicists. Yeah. So that's that's a good one to to look up. Um, the other one is, you know, like I subscribe to like Women's Wear Daily yeah. um, as well as. Um, these, um, what do you call it? CFDA has a newsletter yes. that just kind of keeps you updated on what's going on in the fashion industry. Yes. Um, and also on the trade side of it, you know, so you can yes. know who's, what's happening, trade shows that are happening, things like that. So you can do the acronym right. So I always have to say it. Yeah, the C CFDA newsletter. Yes. Yeah, Council of Fashion Designers yes. of America. Yes. Um, so those, I think, are, you know, between business and fashion. And then I used to get, you know, Vogue.com a lot. Yeah. But what I do do now is, you know, I get a newsletters from like Moda Operandi. Yes. From, um, I got Sass. all of those too. Yeah, because so you can know what people are buying, yeah. right? Because they're like the big dogs in the industry. So, you know, just to see like the collections, especially Moda, because they feature, um, they do these like, um, what do you call them? Pre-sales. So you can see automatically yeah, from the shows. You know. that way. Yeah. yeah. So you can just see like what brands are out there, how they're doing things to really just get knowledge from other brands. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And that makes complete sense. Um, I always tell students that are interested in this, you need to know the crowd, but you also need to know what's going on in the industry, like who's running what house. Exactly. Um, no like, what is going on in the industry worldwide fashion? Like I read Retail Brew, um, 
I read like some of the same things that you read. I see what the stores are selling and just being aware of what's going on in the industry and not just being caught up in your own bubble because that's easy to do too. Of like, I'm just focused on my business, my collection and not really recognizing what's going on. Cause obviously during the pandemic, everybody started changing what they were designing. Everything right. was more loungy, more baggy, more flowy, more comfort. Uh, exactly. what that, they knew that people were not going to be buying things that were not that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So no, thank you again for your time. Please tell us where we can find you. And then I will tag you when we post this podcast this week so they can look you up and check out your collection. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me, our website where you can purchase pieces is www.kahindo, K-A-H-I-N-D-O.com. And then on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn is kahindo underscore NYC. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for taking the time to join. And of course, thank you for our previous conversation before the podcast. Loved it. Um, we'll have to set up our next time because we did not do yes. that before we got off. So we'll we'll talk about that offline. But okay, thank cool. you again. Have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll chat soon. Okay. Thanks, girl. Thanks. Bye. And thank y'all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate it. And of course, leave us comments and feedbacks on what you thought and take these gems and apply them to your life. Y'all stay stylish and we'll chat soon.